Hello everyone and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listeners Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, July 22nd of 2017 and as always, we've got the latest listeners, letters, messages and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Lawrence Taylor. And I'm Kim ji We'll be right back. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. It's a very special weekend, isn't it, for you as well, Gian? Eh, it's just a little bit. A little bit special. It's, your, <laughs> it's uh, everyone, it's uh, Gian's birthday tomorrow. Thank you very much. I'm just... uh, so happy birthday. Do you have any special plans? Um, no, not much. I'll be spending the day with my family. My sister is visiting from overseas, so oh, really? yeah, we'll probably just have a family dinner. Oh, okay. but, you know, it's just a day of getting older. It's not a big deal. <laughs> well, you get cake, so it's kind yeah. of a big deal. Thank you very much, by <laughs> right. the way. Um, I have a question. Have you ever been to Daegu, Lawrence? I haven't, actually. Uh, have you been there? I used to go there all the time when I was little, actually several times a year, because my grandparents used to live there, not anymore. Um, but I can't, like, honestly, I can't say I enjoy going there for weeks during the summer vacation for obvious reasons. Right. It is always very hot there in the summer. Mm-hmm. I heard it was 36 degrees there earlier this week and a heat wave warning was issued. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember it being as hot as they say it is now, but honestly, I haven't been to Daegu in the summertime for such a long time, so I don't know what I'm comparing it to. But I do remember it being much, much hotter than it was in Seoul. So, uh, again, I didn't enjoy my Seoul tri- uh, my summer trips to Daegu back then, and I am eh, unlike likely to enjoy one today, yet there is an event the city's been hosting for the past few years that actually makes me kind of curious. Uh, right, it's been getting quite big. It's mm-hmm. the Beer and Fried Chicken Festival. That's right. Chi for chicken, mek for mekju, which is the Korean word for beer. The Chimek Festival is taking place actually as we speak. In fact, it started this Wednesday and it will run until Sunday. Right, I've heard a lot about it. It started in 2013. And by 2015, they had seen over 880,000 visitors. And they even hit the 1 million mark just last year. So, yeah, it is pretty popular. Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was a joke when I first heard about it. And then year after year, it just kept on getting bigger and bigger. And now it's a full-blown festival with concerts and DJs and performers from all over the world, actually. It's not just about chicken and beer anymore. Right, but they are the most important parts, of of course. Uh, And this year, they've actually prepared... 430,000 chickens and 300,000 litres of beer. So I'd like to see that all in one go. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine yeah. the smell of that many birds being fried? But of course, it's not just deep fried chicken. Over 70 different chicken restaurant companies are taking part, meaning there are at least 70 different recipes to choose from. Well, so lots of choice. Uh, I guess that's why the festival has to be five days long, uh, so you can try as many different types of chicken as you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gian, have you thought about hopping on the next KTX maybe after the show and joining the party for your birthday maybe? I know it's open from uh, 5 to 10 p.m., so probably you could enjoy the last two days. You know, I could technically, but I'm just not sure if I could handle the heat. It's 30 degrees even at night, so it's a big dilemma. But Mm. yeah, I guess it it would be a nice way to celebrate my birthday with... I don't know. I guess I could have at least one, two, 
three birds <laughs> no, right. with a lot more beer. A lot of beer, sure. Uh, well, if you do go, do remember to take your ID with you as they won't serve you any beer without it. Right. Maybe they'll congratulate me on my birthday too. Who knows? Anyway, well, now before we move on to this week's recession reports, we've got a couple of reminders for our listeners. Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, there's maintenance work currently underway at our Kim J transmission station, and that affects our broadcast on 9.580 megahertz from 0200 to 0300 hours UTC. The work will continue until November 30th, so we thank you in advance for your patience. Secondly, the hard copies of the Overseas Listener Satisfaction Survey must be completed and returned to us by the end of August to be counted. And the online version of the survey is now closed, but if you are one of the listeners who have received our handouts in the mail, and if you haven't sent them back to us yet, you now have a little over a month until the deadline. Uh, and thank you all in advance for your troubles. And of course, a big thank you to everyone who's already completed either the online or offline surveys. And that's all we've got on our bulletin board for today. We'll move on to this week's letters and reports after a quick break, so don't go away. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some fantastic handwritten, typed up and emailed comments, letters and reception reports from you, our listeners, and we'll share some of those with you on this programme. First off, we have a very informative report from our UK monitor, Nick Sharp. I thought it was rather odd that he's been seeing a lot of one across the board, no signal, no reception days, even though we're in the middle of summer. And his report from July 15 seemed to have revealed why. He shared a snippet of an article with us, which we'll share with you all right now. So according to the article, a medium-sized solar flare is hurtling toward Earth, set to arrive Sunday with intense solar particles of ionizing radiation lasting through Monday. This sounds scary, but Houston won't feel much from this event. There will be no danger on the ground for areas north of 55 north latitude, which includes much of Canada, Alaska, Northern Europe, and Russia. There could be interference in the shortwave radio bands affecting communications with commercial pilots flying over the North Pole en route to Asia from America and vice versa. In some cases, airlines can delay or cancel flights. Fearing extended radio blackouts over desolate Arctic terrain. Imagine if there was an emergency and the pilot couldn't radio for help. Amateur radio operators or ham using intercontinental 10-meter or lower HF frequencies could experience propagation issues, greatly reducing their over-the-horizon reach. So for those of you in, in the northern regions uh, who are having difficulty tuning in to our shortwave signals, this could very well be why. Uh, thank you very much, Nick, for sharing this valuable information with us. I actually didn't realise that solar flares and shortwave radio affected commercial flights, uh, but the article also went on to state, while this is weaker than some events Earth has endured in the modern era, power grids at high latitudes may still experience voltage surges, uh, disrupting operations and at worst causing brief blackouts. On a positive note, the aurora might be visible as far south as Wisconsin and Washington State. 
So I guess we learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. As for the recession report on July 15th, Nick said that he tuned in to us from 2200 to 2300 hours UTC on 11.810 megahertz, which yielded a simple rating of 32322. As a number of reports he sent us in recent weeks had been pretty bad with a lot of ones, he said that the reception was much better, but there was still interference from China Radio International. He used a Yesu Musen FRG 8800 receiver with an external 15-meter L-shaped long wire antenna two meters above ground, as usual. Thank you so much for your report and also the article, Nick. Now moving on from Nick's area of Middlesex in England to Middlesex Street in Chelmsford, Massachusetts, USA. Listener John Fisher sent us a typed-up reception report by post after listening to us on 15.575 megahertz on July 6th from 1300 to 1330 hours UTC. He used a Drake R8 communications receiver with an indoor Dimec all-band whip antenna, and he rated the Simpo at two across the board. And he wrote, The reception was very weak, not surprising as I am on the east coast of the US. And he also gave us some details of the programs he heard, and he also wrote, Please continue to broadcast on shortwave. The Republic of Korea must maintain its radio voice for the world. Thank you very much, John. Staying in the U.S., our monitor Otto Schwartz of North Carolina has sent us about 20 reception reports dated between May 6th and June 29th, all of them written after tuning into our 1300-hour UTC broadcast on 15.575 MHz using a realistic DX440 receiver with a 3-meter whip antenna. And fortunately, the summer weather seems to have done some good in his region at least. The conditions were mostly fair to good with lots of fours, and on May 25th and and May 27th, the simple even stood at 55544, which is wonderful to hear. So thank you for that fantastic news, Otto. And Otto also wrote us a letter sharing his KBS-related memories with us. And these are ones that date back to far before our times here. Uh, in his letter, he mentioned hearing one of his favourite songs on K-pop Interactive, and he wrote, When you played the oldie song, it brought back fond memories of the many years ago programme Let's Sing Together, in which you presented songs, which are mostly from the 80s, for listeners to learn, sing and submit their own version of a chosen song to KBS. I still have the cassette tapes from these programmes, including the one with my version of the song I Cannot Live Without You. I think I did a pretty good job, if I do say so myself, as did all of the other listeners with their chosen songs. See, now, I didn't even know there was such a fun program. No, me neither. Yeah, right. it sounds like a lot of fun. And just hearing the words cassette tape brings back so many memories for me. And uh, it seems I'm not the only one that gets nostalgic about it, too. Uh, Otto continued to write, As I listened to these songs, my mind went back to a happier, more kind and gentle time when there was no terrorism, no major wars, no significant refugee problems, famine or human trafficking. Also, the pop songs were more tender, meaningful, less noisy and more memorable music and lyric that could actually be heard and understood. You know, I could not agree with them more, even though I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm hoping that Otto and I would be looking back on different times. Right, and Otto also mentioned a number of Korean songs from the 70s and 80s by title, and he talked about the winner of the contest, uh, the host by their names, and he asked if the KBS choir is still there. Uh, Unfortunately, the choir, which was part of the KBS Art Company, is no longer there as the art company was disbanded as of last year. 
Uh, I guess this reflects the changes in the general program styles. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. But uh, let's sing together. That's something that we might want to think about bringing back. Bring eh? it back, sure. Yeah, right it now. sounds like a lot of fun. Meanwhile, thank you for responding to my personal curiosity, Otto, and sharing with us the situation with your cats and kittens. Sorry to hear about some of the losses, though. It's always a great pleasure to uh, receive your letters, and uh, we look forward to the next one. Next up, we have some emailed reception reports from our listeners in India. Listener Ramil Paul said that she listened to us on 9.880 MHz from July 1st through the 7th between 1400 and 1500 hours UTC. She used a Grandig digital receiver with a 20 meter long antenna as well as a telescopic antenna. The reception conditions ranged from uh, poor to fair with five out of the seven days rated at three across the board. Thank you very much, Ramil. Well, this had been my first time hearing from Ramil, but I'm guessing you're related to our monitor, Ratan Kumar Paul. I mean, the two of you sharing the same last name and the same postal address and all. It's great to see some more families sharing hobbies. Meanwhile, Ratan emailed us his report for July 8th through the 14th period when he listened to us on 9.640 megahertz from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC. He used a Sony ICF digital receiver with the telescopic antenna, and it seemed that this frequency fared better in his region. The conditions range from fair to excellent, with the simple rating at five across the board for three of the seven days. He also wrote, Dear Lawrence and Kim, of course, that's my last name. Greetings from Ratan Kumar Paul. These days, the recession quality in our area is very good. Your signal strength is very good, and interference and noise are very slight. I enjoy Soul Calling, Drama Lines, K-pop show, Listener's Lounge, and your world news this week. Thank you very much, Ratan. And uh, we are curious if you are indeed related to Ramil. Uh, so do let us know if you get a chance. And if I'm uh, overstepping anything, I apologize in advance, just in case. And staying in India, listener Anand Mahan Bain sent us a number of reports after tuning in to us on several different frequencies. On July 8th, he first listened to us on 9.880 MHz from 1500 to 1530 hours UTC using a Grandig Yachtboy 400 receiver with a rod antenna, and he gave the broadcast an SIO rating of 322. And he wrote, I tuned into your program K-pop Connection at 1500 hours UTC on 9.880 MHz, but this frequency was used by China Radio International's Russian service. I don't understand why both stations are broadcasting on the same frequency. Both the programs are not audible due to interference with each other. Are you going to change the frequency? Well, the fact is, we don't broadcast on the same frequency. We looked it up, and from 1500 to 1600 hours UTC, CRI broadcasts on 9.870 megahertz towards Southeast Asia, and it's just that their signal is extremely strong, overwhelmingly strong, if you will. And uh, it seems that ours isn't the only broadcast CRI likes to block. I stumbled upon an online post about their signal toward North America completely drowning out the broadcast coming from Australia. And according to the post, CRI's bandwidth is almost always wider than 10 kilohertz, and it's often 20 kilohertz, which means that it completely wipes out any average adjacent signal. And apparently, they're sometimes even more than 30 kilohertz wide. And uh, the thread of comments on the post seemed to agree that CRI is by far one of the most aggressive broadcasters out there. And to answer your question, yes, I think it is very likely that we may find a new frequency for the time slot in B17 season. We are currently working on it. And Anand also listened to us on 9.515 megahertz on the same day 
from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC, and he gave the broadcast an SIO rating of 3 across the board. This time he wrote, At 1600 hours UTC, the reception is not good on 9.515 MHz, but the 9.640 MHz broadcast is not available now. All frequencies of KBS programs are not up to the mark. Are you going to stop broadcasting on shortwave? Please choose your frequencies as per field observations by KBS officials and not by reports from reception monitors. Day by day, I am fed up due to the poor reception. We are indeed very sad to hear this, Anand, but we assure you we are not going off shortwave. We greatly value your reports, and they will be taken into consideration when adjusting our frequencies and schedules. But what's a bit curious for me is that we've actually been getting quite good reviews on these frequencies, except for the CRI interferences at 1500 uh, our UTC on 9.880 megahertz. Um, for instance, our monitor Azureful Islam of Bangladesh sent us an email after listening to us on 9.880 megahertz from 1400 to 1430 hours UTC on July 11th. He used the Grundig Yacht Boy 80 digital receiver uh, with a telescopic rod antenna and the SIO rating stood at 444, although he also reported a very faint co-channel interference. Uh, listener SS Bhattacharya of India also tuned in to us on 9.880 megahertz on July 16th between 1400 and 1500 hours UTC, and he gave it an SIO rating of 444 also, saying that the signal had been good that day. He also said that the recession conditions have improved. Thank you very much for that. And another one of our monitors, uh, Honey Islam of India, said that he listened to us on July 15th from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC on 9.515 megahertz and he rated the Simpo at four across the board. Uh, on July 16th, he listened to us from 1500 to 1600 hours UTC on 9.880 megahertz and rated it 54444. Thank you very much, honey. From Pakistan, our monitor Shizad Shabir said that he listened to us on July 14th from 1610 to 1700 hours UTC on 9.515 MHz, and he rated the four three four three four. On July 19th, he dropped by our online recession report board again after listening to us on the same frequency at the same time, and this time he gave it a simple rating of 55455. And Shazad also wrote... We appreciate the technical team of KBS for the wonderful service we enjoy every day. We could listen to the programs clearly yesterday. Soul calling and drama lines were great. Thank you very much, Sazad. And as for 9.640 MHz, listener Abid Hussain Sajid of Pakistan said that he listened to us on 9.640 MHz on July 15th from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC using a Grundig 80 Yacht Boy receiver with a telescopic antenna. And he rated the simple four across the board. Also from Pakistan, listener Malik Allah Bachaya Kokar said that he tuned in to us via 9.640 MHz on July 16th from 1600 to 1700 hours UTC and rated the simple 55542. So thank you very much for those good news, Abid and Malik. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for the letters, the emails, and recession reports from you today. We'll be sure to send out the corresponding QSL cards to everyone who requested. We do apologize that we cannot share every single letter and report from you on the show due to time constraints. But again, just because it's not mentioned on the program, it doesn't mean your letters and reports are any less valuable than the ones that are mentioned on air. You will get your QSL cards. It's now time to take a peek into KBS World Radio's mailroom with our mail correspondent, Yunha Lee. Here is... Inside the Mailbox. 
Hello and welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yoonha Lee. In this weekly corner, I share updated information from our Facebook page, as well as news about events, and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English Service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. If you're a K-pop Connection listener, you must be well aware of our popular Friday segment, Your Two Cents. Our DJs ask you, the listener, a question each week, read the answers on the show, and pick a winner at the end of the show. As always, the Your Two Cents winner for last week has been posted on our Facebook page. Please make sure to check out our Facebook page if you participated in Y2C last week. If you're the winner, don't forget to send us your mailing address via email at kpop at kbs.co.kr. Also, each week we upload a new question for Your Two Cents. Leave your answer in the comment section or submit via email again at kpop at english.co.kr for Angie and Young to read. If you'd like to see the Y2C post, make sure to head on over to our English Service Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash EnglishKBS. Now let's move on to website directions. Let's continue looking at previous special programs this week. First on the website, go to the archive section, which is on the right side of the screen towards the bottom of the page. On the archive page, there's a list of all the special programs we aired in the past, sorted by year. Click on 2016 and the fifth one from the bottom will say Brexit. This takes you to the Brexit webpage. Now, this wasn't a special program to be exact, but as Brexit was one of last year's hottest issue worldwide, the topic was frequently mentioned on our various programs. The special webpage contains articles that cover Korea's perspective and stance on Brexit and how the outcome influenced Korea. There are two pages of articles, so if you're interested in this issue, make sure to check out the webpage. To take a look at the Brexit webpage, head on over to our KBS World Radio English Service website, world.kbs.co.kr English. This week, we sent out QSL cards to listeners who submitted reception reports. Please allow two to four weeks for delivery depending on your location. Also, if you'd like to receive a QSL card, send us a reception report including the date, frequency, UTC hours, and SIMPO rating. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon Ha Lee. Have a nice weekend! Well, that's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Lawrence Taylor. And this has been Kim ji Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.